0: Shalom Racha, This is Chazar Shira number fourteen. Where B'siata we will discuss two main topics. Number one is Zimon at a and number two are the Panim Chadashos that are. Add a Shavu Brachos that enable you to recite uh, shavuot Brachos. So before we even begin to those two topics, we'll just finish off something that we ended off with, with last week. Last week we discussed that there is a uh, Chakira, how do we view the shavuot Brachos that are set at the end of a meal, at the end of the shavuot Brachos meal? Do we view that shavuot Brachos is an extension of the actual benching and the meal itself? It's like one long entity. That's how the Grizz learned and that's how he was Medayak and the Rabbam. Or like the Tziv who says that no, benching is something that is done. Is, is separate than Shavar Brachos. Shavu Brachos happens to be that it's said right after benching, right? But it's not that it's connected. It's not like it's an extension, meaning we recite Shavar Brachos after a meal to give the Shavar Brachos chashivas, to give it in points. Similar maybe to... To, uh, how we have kiddush b'makom suda to give the kiddush a little bit uh, more more hashivas. Uh but really in its essence, shavu is not an extension of benching, and not an extension of the meal, and it's therefore it's uh, it's two different entities. So those are the two ways how we view shavu brachos. W- number one is shavu is an extension of benching in the meal itself, and number two is no shavu brachos is its own thing that happens to be said after a meal. So last week we discussed four nafkeminas. This week we'll discuss uh, another two. So the first one is is what happens if you only have three people uh, that eat a meal, and one of them is the chas, People that, that wash. You have a shabbat hundreds of people, but everyone is eating uh, sushi and uh, and all the other stuff, things that are Amazonas, No one washes their hands. Uh, so so, what do you do now? Right. So you have three people who did wash their hands, and those three, and one of those three people is the actual chassan. So so, could you have shabbat or not? So the chora would depend on the Chakira If you hold that shabbat brachos is an extension of the meal itself and of benching itself. So since you only had three people by the Ziman, you can't have shabbat brachos. brachos. you need to have ten people. But if you hold that. Benching that that Sheva Brachos is its own entity. It happens to be that. This Shavar Brachos needs to be said after a meal. So, if you have a meal here that was made for the Chassan and the Chassan was one of the people that ate Lachora, you would be able to, uh, to make a Zimon uh, and you would be able to say Shavar Brachus. And that is exactly what of Shlomo Kluger in Elof Lacha uh, Shlomo, that's when he passed against That uh, that if you have three people that are eating and one of them is the Chassan, if you have ten people that are still around for Shavar Brachos you can still say Shavar uh, Brachos The other nafkamina that we discuss is what happens if it goes into the nighttime. So, Lahora this would also depend if you hold that meaning the meal started at the seventh day, but you finished by the eighth day. So would you say Shavar Brachos or not? So according to the first Mahalich, uh, that Shavabrach Brachos is an extension of the meal and of benching itself. So the you would say, just like you would say Ritzay, you know, by Shal Shuris that goes into the night, so you can say Shavar Brachos. But if you hold that Shavar Brachos, it's own thing that's happened to be said after you bench after the meal, so then the would be that you would not be able to say Shavar Brachos because it's, Already nighttime. It's already the eighth day, and Shavuot is only during the, the seven days and on the Meisa. That's also our Shalom Kluger uh, Paskins, and those are the two uh, the two chakiras the, the two Nafkaminas that we had uh, in addition to the four that we saw last week. But now let's begin the Iker Suya of what we discussed uh, this week. So the first thing we wanted to discuss is the Ziman itself. So there's two additions that we have for a Zeman uh, when when there's a Shavuot but we want to. A little bit just remind ourselves what exactly a Zeman is. So the Gemara says that Zeman, the word the actual what we refer to as Zeman is just the word Nevarach shachal where the Baal Mizamin, the person who's leading the Zeman will say nevar Shachal Mishlo, and everyone else answers Bar Shachal Mishl. If there's ten, you add a lokenus. But that's the actual Zeman. Today what we call Zeman is really made up of three parts. First there's Rabbi Saiyan which is a calling in order to be Mizamin, and that's based on the Tsar. And then there's the second part which is Bershos Maran Rabban Rabosai, or Bashos uh, the Kohen, Mayri, whatever it is. And that's asking permission from those who would theoretically get dibs on benching before you. And then you have the actual Zimun itself, which is Nevarich. Uh, so when it comes to Zimun at Shavar uh, Bachos, there are two additions that are added. One is in the actual, actual Zimun, which is the Nevarich Shechal Mishlo. So we say, Nivar Shechal Mishlo. And number two is before that, we say, Divay Ser. So what we want to figure out today is what is the origins for these things? Where does it come from? And what are the Halachos, uh, that apply to it. So we'll start with shea uh, simcha b'mono, because that's the actual part of mention. Uh, and on top of that, besides for being the actual part of mention, it's also the, the earliest source. It already appears in the Gemara. The Gemara says that, that um, after the Chasana, whenever there was a meal, if there was no panim chadashos, you would still say shea simcha b'mono, and you would recite asher bar, which means you have a meal. And it happens to be after shavarachos, and there are no panim chadashos, meaning during the week of shavarachos, and it happens to be that there's no... Uh, there's no panem chadashus. The Allah is you would say Bimono and you would say also asher Bar. The Gemara is a discussion that maybe sometimes you can say it up to a year. lemaisa the way the, the Shulchan Aruch Pascans Allah lemaisa is that Bimono is recited only during the week of Shaw Brachos. Whether you have Panam chadashus or not, you would say you would say it as well. So before we can even continue getting to the details of halacha, we need to first define what does it mean bimono? What does it mean that there's there's happiness in, in his abode and in his in his spirit? In a space. Ma'on is, is a space. So Ravel Yashiv, quoting the Gemarni Chagig, the Chagigah says that there's seven different levels of uh, of of Shamaim, right? Rakia, Zvul, whatever, and one of them is Ma'on. And in Ma'on, that's where the Malachi Ashari sing Shira. That's where they sing. So when this couple is getting married, we say Shah Simcha Bimona, there's happiness in the Ma'on, in this level in heaven, because when a couple is getting married, it's a, it's a it's a, it's a reason to um it's a reason to rejoice. Uh, the Shittim Kubat says as he says, there's Ma'ona. Ma'ona is the place where the malachim fed Adam and Chava. And the Aruch HaShokon says that the word ma'on comes from the Pasuk, Ashkifa kochacha that we're, we're being, that, that's the place where Kaddish Baruch Hu blesses Am Yisrael. so a uh, simcha bimono, there's when a chassan khal is getting married, there's a simcha in the, in the, in the Shemai. So that's just basic, just understanding what the words, Nevarach letters, bless she has simcha bimono, that there is simcha in the Ma'on, in this area where the Malachi ashari uh, sing Shira, or in this area where HaKadosh Baruch Hu blesses Am Yisrael, as it says, Ashkifim. k'chechev. And now let's get into the actual halach itself. So when would you recite uh, she has simcha bimono or not? So there's a machokes between the, the Ramban and the Ran. And it's also between the Shulchan Aruch and the, and the Ramah. So the Shulchan Aruch paskins like the Ran, where he holds, where he says, whenever, during Shavrachos, there are three people that are getting together and they're eating. And one of them happens to be the Chassan. You're always going to say, Shasimcha b'mono and Barah. So if you have a chassan and kala who are sleeping in their in-laws house, and they wake up for breakfast, and they happen to the father-in-law makes eggs, and also the brother-in-law is there who's just turned bar mitzvah. So and everyone washed. So you have the chassan, the father, and the brother-in-law. You have uh, three people. You would take out another cup of wine. You would say a zimon You would say Shasimcha b'mono and the zimun, and at the end you would also say just the bracha of asher which is the bracha, which is the last bracha of sharabach. so The Rama argues on this. He passes like the Ramban, and he says no. He says we're only gonna say Shah Simchub and the brach of Ashabara if it's a meal that's clearly made to celebrate the chasin and the first celebration of the chasin even if there's no Pan khadajah. So let's say, for example, there's a Shavar Bachos at night at 7 p.m. That's like the main Shavar Bachos. But because, you know, this, this kid is getting married, so all the cousins and uncles, everyone flew in for the chasin, everyone's together. And since everyone's together for the chasin, so they decide, you know what, let's, let's make lunch. Let's do a, a quick lunch in someone's house, and we'll do that in honor of the chasin and And then the chasin and come, and so whether there's a zimun of three or a zimun of ten, since there are no panem chadashos there, but they're getting together for the sake of the zimun, uh, for the sake of the bride and groom, so then the Allah would be, then the Ramah would agree that in such a situation, you would say, she bimono, and you would say, ashabar. So what comes out, Allah HaMaisa, is that there's three different categories of here. If you have panem chadashos, and there's a minion of ten people, the Allah would be that you say... All of shavuot That's the classic case. That's most Shavar Pachos that you go to. You have this middle uh, ground case. And that Da'alacha is when you have people getting together for the sake of the Chassan and Kala, whether it's seven or whether it's three, well, excuse me, whether it's ten people or whether it's three people, it doesn't make a difference. You would say, Shah simcha bimono, And you would say, ah, That everyone agrees. If you're having a lunch and you're doing it for the sake of the Chassan and Kala and there's either three people, ten people that are there, uh, the Da'alacha is you're going to say, Shah simcha bimono, And, um, and, um, and HaShabara. Where we have a is, is in this last case where during Shavar Pachos, it happens to be the chasin and Kala are eating and there happens to be a Zimun in the meal that they're eating. But they're not, they didn't, sell, they didn't create that meal to celebrate the Chassanah. So there the Allah is going to be that according to Shulchan Aruch you would say and, and according to the Ramah you would not say and because it wasn't made for the sake of the Hasana. The last thing we discussed with regards to Shah Simcha is the Beishmo. The Beishmo quotes the, the Bach, who's really, it originates already in the Sefer Chasidim, who says that you do not recite Shah Simcha Bemono when there's mixed seating at the Brachos. Why? Because there's no Simcha in the heaven when the Yetzer Hara is, is sholicht, when the HR is, uh, is, uh, is running rampant. So, so, um, so the question becomes is how do all these people who suddenly, uh, how do all these people have shower bachas that are, that are mixed? And we find this across, across the spectrum of, uh, of Am Yisrael. So all these people rely on the Lavush. The Lavush, who lived 500 years ago, around uh, a little bit more. So he says, he, he, um, he, he, um, he says today when women are amongst us all the time, you see them all the time. So it's not, uh, it doesn't arouse any, uh, any, Immoral thought. hopefully so he says, and therefore the custom has become to say, uh, not to say, uh, excuse me, to say she bimono, even though you have and uh, that seems to be the custom uh, very much so. So that's the, that was with regards to shasemcha where we saw that's part of the zeman itself, and that already originates in in the in the gemara itself. What's the other edition that we have? We have another edition that's called devayaser, uh, devayaser v'gamchalon. So that was written by Dunash ben Labrat. That's he was the Talmud of Rav Haigon and he lived in the year 900, uh, and he lived and he um, and he also composed the Roi that we find out on Shabbos. So the words "Divayesel v'gamchon," which means remove sorrow uh, and furry too. So "Divay," what sorrow? So it's referring to the base English, as it says, "Alzeiya, Taveli Benu." Right, it, our hearts mourn. Alhar uh, Tzion Shishomim, they seeing the the base in, in not not being rebuilt. Uh, so we say "Divayesel v'gamchon," remove the anguish and sorrow. Ve'Azilim b'Shir Eron, and then the mute right we'll exalt in 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 song right nakhinu bima'l sadr guide us in the path of the righteous, birkat bnei and some say bnei which means he the blessing of the Jewish people. So the nete Gamriel says, what's this referring to? He the blessing of the Jewish people, or bnei Aaron? So it's referring to Shavar brachos, right? Shavar brachos, meaning this is like an introduction to Shavar brachos. We're saying we're going to say Shavar brachos soon. So Hakadosh Hu, please listen to the to the Shavar brachos, and that's and that's why we say bnei it depends who's saying Shavar brachos it depends who's leading Zimon. If you have the person, if a kohen is leading zimun, so then you would say birkat but if you say but if it's just the Israelites, so he would say uh, B'nai Israel. If you have both, meaning if you're going to be giving out the the to the coin and to Israel, so the Chor, you can say both shevukat b'nei Shuvun and also um, and also b'nei, uh, b'nei Aaron. And that's what the Nitai Gabriel says that that on. Uh, <coughs> Um he says that if you're not gonna be saying Brachos, meaning if there's a meal without Panam Chadashos, you do not say Thibayasr, meaning even though you would say Shasim Bimono, like that case of lunch where everyone got together for the for the bride and groom, but there's no Panam Chadashos, where we say shasim khabemono, uh but you would not say dibayaser because we're not uh because we're not going to be saying the full, uh, full Shabrach. So that was the, the first part, understanding the Ziman. The second part of this year was discussing and understanding really Panam Chadasha. So here, this was just, I guess, an introduction to the practical uh, halachas that, that uh, Bezat Hashem will see. But the Gemara Ksuvah says as follows Gemara Ksuvah says that all seven days you recite. Shavar brachos as long as there are panim chadashim that are there. If there are panim chadashim that are there, you dis, you say Shavar brachos. If there are panem if the panim chadashim are not there, you do not say uh, you do not say uh, brachos. So what is who are these panim chadashim? What does it mean? Um, <coughs> excuse me, what does it mean uh, panim chadashim? So the Rosh explains this. False. The Rosh says that panim chadashim are individuals that weren't there beforehand. And meaning they, they didn't attend the actual celebration of the wedding, even though they were at the chuppah, they heard the brachos from the from the from the chuppah, but they didn't celebrate in the celebration of the wedding. If they're now joining and they're joining the meal, and because of them, we're going to add more meals for them, we're going to add more dishes, we're going to make the event a lot happier because they showed up. So now there's an added element of uh, of simcha at the shower brachos, and now we can say. Uh, and now we can say Shabbos. and that's why the rush says that you can even have you can even have Shabbos uh, act as panim Chadash. Why? Because what do we do on Shabbos? We add extra dishes. We add extra. Parts of the meal for the Shavar brachos itself, uh, for the excuse me, for Shabbos itself, and that itself acts as panim chadashos. That's something that adds simcha to the to the meal, and therefore you could recite Shavar brachos. The Rambam says no. He says Shavar brachos has nothing to do with whether the person is important, whether you're going to add meals for him, whether it makes you happy or not. He says Shavar brachos is whether you heard the brachos or not. That's what it boils down to. Did you hear the brachos or did you not hear the brachos? If you heard the brachos, you can no longer be Panam chadashos. If you never heard the brachos, so then you could be panim chadashos. So in the case where someone shows up just to the wedding and he dances and then he leaves and he never heard Shevard Brachas, not before, not after, according to the Rambam, he would still be able to be considered Panim Chadashas because what's the determining factor is whether you heard the Brachas or not. The Shulchanar Chalachal Maisa quotes both opinions. First, he quotes the Rambam and he says, What's considered Panim Chadashas Someone who never heard the Brachas before. But if you heard the Brachas, game over, you can't be Panim Chadashas And then he quotes the Rush and he says, No, Panim Chadashas can be, even if you did hear the Brachas, what's Panim Chadashas Someone who didn't partake yet in the meal, and now that when he joins the meal, uh, and, and now when he joins the meal, there's going to be added level of simcha because they're going to be creating more more food in his, uh, in his honor. And the Shulchan Aruch says, Allah says the custom has become to follow the rush, which means that even if you heard the brachos, if you didn't yet partake in the meal and you're someone that when you come in, you're going to be adding simcha, and the Allah is that you can be considered pan of chadashos. And the Shulchan Aruch uh, therefore says, he says that, that also Shabbos and Yavtiv could be considered pan of chadashos except for Shalashudas. All right, would not be considered uh, so the question now we need to understand now is really what is at the core of this mechlokas? What What's the? What are they arguing about? What, what is this this dispute between the Rash and the and the Rambam? So the Aruch has a long Arichas uh, where he beautifully describes this uh, this and we'll say it as follows. he explains that according to the Rambam, the Chiyev of Shavar Brachos emanates from the Brachos. What does that mean? He says like this, he says, whenever there's a couple that gets married, every single Jew is obligated to bless that couple with Shavar Brachos. So you have a chiv to bless that couple with if you're partaking in the meal, right? Meaning, if someone gets married, even if I don't know them, but now I attended the meal, I now have a chiev to say Shavar brachos. The moment I attend a chuppah or the moment I attend a wedding where, or, or a Shavar Brachos where I heard the Brachos, so now my chiev is gone. Meaning, Whoever said the Shavar Brachos said it on my behalf. So let's say I attend the first day of Shavar Brachos and I was there for the Brachos and I heard the Brachos. So even though I didn't get a Bracha, my chiv to say the Bracha, those people who ever said the Bracha were to me. I should have in mind to be Yotze, my chiv, of blessing the Chassan and Kala. And they should have in mind, to be mozi, everyone here as well, uh, uh, whoever is at the Shavar Brach, to be moti, chiv, uh, of the to, to be moti, the, the guests in their Chiv, of uh, blessing the Chassan and Kala. So it explains our Archer he says, when it comes to the Rambam, the Chiv of Shavar Brach, uh, of panim Am Chadash's, the definition of panam Am Chadash's, is did you yet, give a blessing to the bride and groom. So we don't care if you're the gadolador or you're just your average person. It makes no difference, right? Because at the end of the day, it's a chiv on every Jew to bless, uh, to bless the chassan and kahala. And If you didn't yet hear the brachos of the chassan of the chuppah, you would go and um, you would go and, and, and be considered as panam chadash. The rosh, he argues. And he says, no. He says, parum chadash. He says, really? He says, really? He says, really? All shavar brachos, we should really be saying shavar brachos for the chassan and khalan. Whenever there's a the meal and we're getting together for the, for the joy celebrating the wedding, we should really be saying Shavar However, we can only say Shavar after the wedding if there's some sort of elevated level of Simcha. If there's a little bit, a little bit more. So when will you have a little bit more? If there was someone who wasn't at the wedding and is now coming, so now there's not even a little bit more but a different sense of a, a a little bit more, and a different sense of, of simcha. So now you have someone who didn't yet show up to the wedding, so now, boom, he could be considered, he's the, he's here, and we're, we're adding simcha for the chassan and, and, and the kala, so now you could recite, um, now you can recite Shevar Bachos, and the chiv of Shevar brachos is, is on everyone. We're all obligated to say it, we just can only say it when, there's, when there is this elevated, added level of, um, of, uh, of of Simcha. And that's why it explains the Archa Shulchan. When it comes to Shabbos, and the first two meals of Shabbos, when people, when you're creating, when there's more food, and you're bringing out the chicken and the meat and the cholent and all that stuff, so then the Chorah, there's an added level of Simcha, and you could be saying, uh, you could say, Shabbos, uh, however, However, when it comes to shalosh where people eat their pita and their hummus and their and their uh, and the tuna fish, so there we're not adding more, right? We're not adding more for the meal itself. We're just eating it because we want to be our khiv of shalosh Uh So, so then Lahora, then you would actually need real panam chadashis who actually add uh, simkha to the event. So that's the that's the And the stipler he adds another element to it. He says, according to the Rambam, the khiv of, of Shavar is in each Jew, right? So if everyone in the room already heard Sheva Brachos, and then comes in a guest who never heard Sheva Brachos, who is the chiv of Sheva Brachos on? It's only on this individual who came in, who didn't yet partake in the wedding. It's his chiv. So because of him, we're saying Sheva Brachos, and when everyone else, you know, gets a chance to say the bracha, they could, they need to be motzi him, because they were already yotze their chiv, they already heard it. The Shavrachas before, so he explains that according to the rambam, the chiv of shavuot is an individual chiv, but according to the Rosh, it's a chiv on everyone. Everyone in the room is obligated to say shavuot It happens to me. We can only say it when there's an added level of simcha, when there's Panam chadashos, when there's something new that's being added uh, that's being added over here. So that's the that's the that's the machok, between the shulchan and the and and, and, and uh, sorry, that's the mecholkes between the rambam and the rush and the shulchan Arche paskins lemaisa like the rush. And we're going to see a lot a lot of nafkaminas bezat hashem next week uh, that. Emerge from this, uh, from this machlokas, right? The, a few of them that we saw, you know, very briefly and very simply is what happens if you just attended to the you just attended uh, the chuppah and you did not attend the dancing. So, according to the Rambam, you can no longer be Panam Chadash's because you heard the Shavuot But According to the rush, uh, you would be able to. So, that's just uh, one, one clear uh, example of Bazat Hashem. We'll see more next week. Yeshua Gadol